93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And happy weekend. Thank you for tuning in to the CEO Roundtable Show. Glad that you are with us this weekend. Very special guest in the studio this weekend. We are pleased to welcome uh, the CEO, the Chief Executive Officer of MU Healthcare, uh, which is a very big deal in our community, uh, to the studio. Jonathan Kurtwright. Jonathan, great to have you with us. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having yeah, me, Fred. Goodness. It has been since December of 2020 uh, uh, since we've had you on the program, so we're long overdue for an update. And, and uh, of course, uh, in December, December 2020, you were in the thick of COVID-19, and I'm hoping that that is uh, in our past, but we'll, we'll find out. Uh, you're going to tell us uh, here in a minute, but for our listeners that uh, that uh, may not uh, recall, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. You have a, a good connection to Central Missouri um, uh, for someone who is uh, uh, at the top of one of our local, uh, really our largest employer. So uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Thanks, Fred. Uh, it's my privilege to be here. So thanks for inviting me. Uh, yes, uh, my wife, Lori, and I are both Mizzou alumni uh, from 30 years ago. Uh, my family uh, has owned, my, on my dad's side anyway, has owned a farm in uh, in Monroe County, hmm. two counties north of here, since uh, 1826. Wow. Is that around Macon? Is that where that is? Uh, it's uh, about 20 miles due east of Moberly. On, Moberly. On, okay. On, All right. Yeah. So, okay. no, so we, uh, I grew up in Illinois, but, but, uh, my, our family farm has been a part of our family for a long, long time. And, uh, so we, my brother and I went to school at Mizzou and, and, uh, this is, this has always been our adopt, adopted hometown. And we've been here now for six years mm-hmm. and boy, oh boy, love Columbia. Yeah. Good. Uh, what made you choose Mizzou? Uh, was this for your undergraduate or, or graduate degree? Yeah, uh, undergrad and graduate. Oh, okay. Uh, if I'm being honest, it was probably because I had a lot of fun visiting my older brother at his fraternity <laughs> house. If I'm being honest, not teasing. Uh, but, but well, it, that uh, is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, we, we just, you know, uh, Missouri is just, has always been home and, mm-hmm. uh, we, we come here for football games growing up and, and it was just a, a blast. Yeah. Loved it. Very cool. Um, Help our listeners understand sort of the scope of your responsibilities. Uh, this is, you know, outside of the university, this is uh, the you, MU Healthcare is the largest employer in our community. Um, tell us about sort of what you are responsible for. Well, uh, MU Healthcare uh, is uh, about a, a $1.4 billion net patient revenue, total revenue uh, organization. Uh, we've got right around um, 7,500 uh, employees, mm. uh, and uh, we're approaching uh, 750 uh, physicians. Uh, and uh, so we, we, we are uh, a critical part of the economic and clinical engine uh, of uh, the University of Missouri overall. I think uh, President Choi just did a, an economic uh, study, and we uh, are a big, big chunk of the overall University yeah. of Missouri. Uh, it was like uh, $6 billion, and I, I think that uh, the the nice thing is that, uh, well, not really the nice thing, but, but 
it was surprising how few people knew that that really understood that or could grasp that 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 the university was was contributing that kind of input to the 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 state's economy and so and of course MU Healthcare is a big chunk of that and so uh, it is a big part of our economic engine yeah it, it is and 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 I would say even on top of that it, it's uh, we provide outstanding meaningful. Uh, jobs um, uh, for for many many central Missourians uh, mm-hmm. from all over the region, uh, and I think that people uh, love in general being a part uh, of uh, something bigger themselves mm-hmm. of providing health care and and uh, we it, certainly it's an economic engine, but it's also a, a great place for people to spend their careers. Yeah, let's spend a few minutes talking about uh, COVID nineteen and and sort of. Uh, uh, Hopefully, we're looking in the rearview mirror at COVID-19, but I know parts of it still lingers on, and you're still feeling the impact of that from staffing challenges and so forth. But but how would you assess our current situation with COVID-19? Well, I'm looking up our numbers right now. Oh, I now. thought you were checking text, text no, messages. No, 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 no. You're being I'm rude. Looking, I, I'm not being rude. <laughs> I'm checking out our exact numbers right now. Yeah. But as of yesterday, uh, uh, we had right around 25 uh, inpatients that uh, either had COVID, uh, active COVID disease or uh, 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 were coming off of it. Uh, that is an incredible uh, uh, number mm-hmm. um, in the in, in back maybe six eight weeks ago it was 139. Yeah, uh, so we're making progress. Oh my gosh, yeah. And what do you attribute that to? Is it just uh, the vaccine? Is it uh, uh, what's what has caused that number to drop almost as fast as it as mm-hmm. it increased? Well, I think it's safe to say that Omicron burns itself out very mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people have had it. Uh, uh, and uh, and the other thing about it, if you think about it as a, as a society in the United States, I believe that this is the number: seventy five percent of all of all uh, people in the United States have at least one uh, vaccine. And, and kudos to to our country for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vaccine has mattered uh, and has definitely helped uh, people stay safe and stay healthy. Uh, and the vaccine sometimes doesn't keep it from getting keep us get it from giving uh the virus but it makes it so that the actual disease itself uh is much less um uh, challenging and you'll stay, be able to stay out of the hospital so many much yeah more. yeah i i uh, am gonna violate my own hipaa regulations here but I, I i sent you a note that my wife and i came down with covid right before christmas and uh we came to mu Healthcare and uh got our um uh, our testing done and I was, uh, I was blown away. There were a lot of people there, but I was blown away, uh, by the manner in which, uh, we were treated by the staff, the nursing staff, who I know is completely burned out from all yeah. of this. But, uh, you know, we really kind of got in and out of there. Uh, we had to, we did the transfusion thing, which, yeah. um, you know, I don't know how effective that was against Omicron, but but uh, we were just really impressed by the quality of that experience, and and so uh, and I know that is a struggle uh, after everything that your staff has been through the last couple of years. Well, let, let, let me play off on that one just mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a, a graph that shows the morale of a country uh, throughout a, a war. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and the morale of a country at the beginning of a war, people are 
they're all in. Mm-hmm. The morale's high. We're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the morale goes way up. And then people start to connect dots that the war is going to be going on mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. And then and then the morale goes way down. And it, it goes way down to even what it was to begin with. And then it typically goes up uh, uh, right about where it was before. We're in the middle of a war. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, I think we're at nearly the, hopefully the end of this war. But I'll tell you what. The people that have been fighting this battle for, gosh, uh, two and a half years now, uh, they're tired. Mm -hmm. They're tired emotionally. They're tired physically. And they have given their all every single day to deal with this. And uh, and I'm so I'm delighted uh, to hear that you had a good experience. but uh, it's 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 been a challenge whether you're a, a intensive care nurse or you're a physician in the emergency department or at the urgent care center. Uh, these are all people that are working very very hard every mm-hmm. single day to deal uh, with this very challenging epidemic. Yeah, how does that affect staffing? Uh, you know, I, I would imagine that there are some young people that are thinking twice about going into the nursing profession. Uh, you know, un- unfortunately, a lot of our newscasts have really focused on. Uh, you know, uh, nurses in Chicago and New York and Los Angeles who are just really at wit's end. They're tearful. They're they're exhausted. They're burnt out. Um, it doesn't look like a very noble profession or a very fun profession uh, through their eyes. Uh, so how is that affecting your current staffing issues and, and certainly what you think might be happening in the future? Well, staffing in general, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Every uh, hospital in the United States is dealing with the, the the great resignation uh the uh, I, I think like either last month or the previous month i just read in the wall street journal that there was four million people that quit jobs mm. and and uh, in one month it's the yeah. highest number ever uh and, and it's a challenge our staffing for the first time since june of 2020 in january we actually had to defer from some surgical wow. cases yeah. uh, because omicron is so was so infectious that people, uh, our nurses or uh, uh, the nanny or the uh, person that's taking care of the kids or the teacher uh, uh, that was taking that was teaching the children, uh, our, our staff, uh, we, we had so many uh, no shows and our absence factor was so high. And so we had to we had actually had to turn away some cases now or some patients that, that, that needed to have a surgical case. We're getting those in now, mm-hmm. but but it was a challenge uh, as far as uh, um whether or not somebody should consider healthcare, uh, I can think of no more noble of a profession and a way to invest your career than serving your community, uh, serving uh, the town where you live. Uh, I think that nurses and and physicians and technicians, uh, all of our staff, every single day. Uh, are truly trying to do the best thing uh, for our society and our community. And, um, you know, I talked to my brother at age 48 mm-hmm. uh, 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 into going to nur- nursing, and he has loved it for the last six years. So, really? Yeah. Okay. That's great. Well, that's great. That's quite yeah. a career change. Yeah. Um, so when you uh, – one of the things I'd like to, to talk about before uh, time gets away from us is uh, you recently got some good news about the, the Vizient uh, quality uh, scores. Talk a little bit about that. Help our listeners understand sure. what that means. Well – the number, I would argue, the number one way to measure quality, safety, patient satisfaction, and efficiency uh, is is what they call the Vizient uh, Quality and Accountability Study Rankings. And it's, it's data, it's comparing us to all 101 academic medical centers in the United States. Wow. 
Northwestern, University of Iowa, University of Kansas, uh, University of Florida, uh, Mayo, Duke, etc. Uh, and it's, so it's our peers. Uh, and uh, it, we get measured, and it's contemporary data, so it's data that's, that's uh, from the previous quarter. And we get compared to all 101 academic medical centers. Uh, and and uh, I'm, I'm, it, that's how we measure our, ourselves. Uh, and uh, in the last two years, we've been in the top quartile, the best quartile uh, compared to all academic medical centers two years in a row. It's mm-hmm. the, our best performance we've ever had. Oh, we're very, very proud of that. And thousands of people have to have to push uh, push to make that happen. Yeah. You know, you and I talked about this the last time you were on, but I, I think that sometimes people assume that because we're in this, the center of Missouri, we're in a relatively small community, that they really don't have access to the best health care available. And I think that um, it's it's interesting when you look at the quality scores, uh, whether it's Boone Hospital, the VA or MU Healthcare, um, it's it's shocking the quality of health care that is available right here in our backyard. And, you know, we all hear the commercials running in our in uh, our town from KU Med Center and and uh, from St. Louis based hospitals. Uh, you know, they're trying to pull people out of uh, central Missouri because they they try to tap into this perception that that you have to be in a big city to get good health care, uh, which is really not the case. So, you know, how are you addressing it? It's been almost, you know, uh, it's been a while since you and I've talked, but how are you addressing uh, sort of this this um, idea of keeping health care local? A couple of things. <clears throat> well, first off, um, we have some of the most dedicated physicians and nurses and staff that are working every single day to make it so that this is the best health care system in the United States. Uh, they're, they're, now, we don't provide everything. We don't do heart transplantations. Uh, we don't do some uh, complex transplants. But the large, large, large majority of all your health care needs can be provided right here in Columbia. Uh, as you said, Boone, uh, the VA, these are all outstanding uh, health care systems. Uh, but at, at MU Healthcare, we work very, very hard to make it so that patients don't have to go to Chicago or Kansas City uh, or St. Louis or, or the or the Mayo Clinic to get mm-hmm. their advanced uh, specialty care. They can get it right here uh, in Columbia. L- let me give you a four, couple of four examples. Uh, we were just we, we we're we're make we're really doubling down in 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 cardiology, uh, in neurology, neurosurgery. Uh, and, and, and oncology. Uh, we were just able to recruit a brand new leader for our Ellis Fischel Cancer Center, hmm. Dr. Hildebrand from the University of Kentucky, a, which is a comprehensive NCI, NCI uh, a comprehensive healthcare system. Uh, we were just able to uh, recruit uh, Dr. Shacoin, uh, is a, a world famous neurosurgeon uh, from WashU in St. Louis. It's going to be our first uh, neurosurgery department chair, uh, and we are. Uh, this close, which is very, very close to uh, recruiting simply an outstanding top shelf cardiovascular surgeon. Uh, and, and, and then what happens is, is that the best want to work with the best. Uh, and it's, it makes it so we're able to even recruit more specialists in these critical, uh, areas. Uh, and, uh, so our, our growth areas, uh, are going to be in these three areas of, of neurosciences, uh, cardiovascular care and oncology. There's no reason the large majority of the time to leave Boone County to get your care. It's simply the best. That is the uh, voice of 
John, uh, Jonathan Kurtwright, who is the CEO of uh, University of Missouri Healthcare, ME Healthcare, and uh, we'll continue our conversation with him about some of the things that are happening over at ME Healthcare uh, right after this. You are listening to the CEO Roundtable Show. I'm Fred Perry. This is Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. Glad you have tuned in. We are visiting with Jonathan Kurtwright, who is the CEO, Chief Executive Officer of uh, MU Healthcare, uh, talking about uh, all the things that are happening over there. One of the things that's, that's been in the news is uh, the... Uh, a new children's hospital and birthing center. Uh, talk about uh, what that means to Mid-Missouri and, and where is that physically and, and uh, what is the plan? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, you know, if you think about it, go, go back in time uh, uh, about uh, two years ago. And, and you know, we, we sometimes we think about COVID. Um, not everything has been horrible uh, uh, about COVID. COVID has provided some cover, if you will, uh, you know the dreaded crisis of uh, or uh, quote of never waste a crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 so the children's hospital, I would say, came out of the challenge of COVID. We recognized that at at at, at MU Healthcare we could no longer do business as usual, and we had to make some very very hard decisions to make it so that we could become even more efficient in the care that we provided. Uh, Women's and Children's Hospital has been based at the at the old Columbia Regional Hospital location uh, over by Interstate 70 and 63 uh, for the last uh, 15 years or so. Uh, and it's about three miles away from our main campus. Well, in many regards, the three miles, in some regards, Fred, sh- w- w- might as well have been 300 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we recognized that we had so many duplicated positions and services, lab, radiology, administration, registration, emergency department, uh, our ORs, all these different things that had to be duplicated uh, because it was on another geographic location. Mm-hmm. Uh, furthermore, that facility, uh, uh, it was built in 1973. It was never designed to be a 50 or 100 year old building uh, it had served us well for many many years and we were going to have to invest over 50 million dollars in that building just to keep it running hmm. new skin new hvac new uh, air conditioning etc and we didn't want to put the money into an older building mm-hmm. uh, so we made a decision to consolidate and move all of our hospital-based services uh, onto the University Hospital campus, uh, and we are, are right in the middle of of uh, building a a brand new children's hospital and birthing center, as you said, and it will be attached to our patient care tower just to the east uh, of University Hospital, uh, and and it, it will look feel uh, like one big uh, uh, building, uh, and it'll be incredibly efficient, and it's. <laughs> Uh, the, the rendering is of it and what we're building. I think are going to be so kid friendly. It's yeah. going to be great. Cool. The total square footage of that uh, building. Any ideas? Yeah, three hundred twenty-three thousand. Wow, that's big. Uh, yeah, and, and it, but but it's it's kind of wild. Uh, the actual number of hospital beds. We're actually going to shrink it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we don't necessarily need as many hospital beds as what we had at, at Women's and Children's Hospital. Uh, but one of the things that we did. 
uh, is that three two is here two and a half of the of the nine floors are going to be what they called shelled, kind of like think of your yeah. your your basement that you haven't finished out yeah. yet, and and we've left that shelled on purpose because you know five seven ten years from now um, we can't predict what's going to happen yeah. in healthcare in the future and yeah. this is going to give us incredible flexibility should we build more hospital beds should it be more procedural based should it be more surgical based what what about ambulatory clinics and this gives us the flexibility to do that and that's uh, that's what we're going to do i think if most people look at an aerial view of your campus i think they would find it very hard to believe that you can fit another 325,000 square feet on that yeah. campus but you've you found a way to do it creatively i guess yeah we we, we have it's 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 going to be a little tight yeah uh, uh but but that's okay yeah. uh, uh and as it, long as you don't sacrifice physician parking you're okay <laughs> spoken like a former <laughs> hospital trustee yes that's exactly yeah, right keep in mind what's really important yeah exactly yeah right yeah no but we're really we're really excited about this the other thing that this is going to let us do fred uh is we're going to be able to share uh, uh, adult and uh, 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 pediatric subspecialist, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to make it so that our adult subspecialists that are also trained and are also, also certified to take care of kids, that we're going to be able to share resources between our adult specialists and our pediatric specialists. Uh, and it, it'll, it'll make it so that access improves that much, that much more. We're yeah. really, really excited about this. Any idea what the university's plans are for that, uh, the old Columbia Regional Hospital? Yeah, well, f- to, for a while, uh, it will, uh, we're, it'll be a bridge, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the next, I'd say five to seven years, uh, that facility, uh, will be a pop-off valve where we can either, if, if we need, if we're building a new, a smaller building or building a, a clinic, or if we grow beyond some of our surgical ORs, we will use that as a place where we can, uh, pop off and provide a, a great care. Eventually, uh, that facility, uh, I'm guessing, will will probably be uh, taken down mm. and, and, and uh, sold, but but we'll see. Uh, we are going to retain it for 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 the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's 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 a very very helpful facility to us. Uh, as like I said, as a bridge. Yeah, good. Um, adjacent to uh, Children's Hospital and to your your primary campus, uh, the Next Gen Precision Health. Care Center. Uh, I'm probably butchering its name, but uh, it's something close to that. Um, but that's a big. You forgot deal. Senator Roy Blunt. <laughs> oh, I'm sad. Yeah, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. But you know, I think that one of the things that people don't realize is what a game changer that building is for our local economy and for the university. Um, and so uh, it is designed. It is positioned strategically to put it very near uh, MU Healthcare. Um, what, uh, it's been open now since October 21st. Uh, what, uh, do you see as, um, what's the early results? What have you, have you seen any kind of enhanced collaboration? Yeah. Oh, a couple of things. Uh, thanks for asking about that. Uh, one of the things that I asked President Choi to do, gosh, six years ago, I said, please place the next gen facility right next to the hospital. Mm. Wow, and that was a big decision because it was taken away precious, precious real estate. Mm-hmm. But there, there's a, there's a theory here that says that you want planned collisions, where you want the the, the researchers and the clinicians, uh, the physicians, 
always near each other, mm-hmm. where they're running into each other in a kind of a planned way. Mm-hmm. And geographically, if they're on the same lot, if you will, it's going to happen a lot more easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's one thing. So the location of it was very, very purposeful. Uh, as far as the, the, the things that have happened so far that have been outstanding, uh, we, ha- we, are, we have the relationship... And I think one of the, it's one of the things that we do, I think, exceedingly well at MU Healthcare and the University of Missouri is we're known as a good corporate partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now we, we, we have one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, corporate partnership with Siemens Health and Ears. And Siemens Health and Ears has placed the best of the best imaging equipment in the next gen facility. We're one of, I believe, around a, a dozen what they call a seven Tesla uh, MRI, which mm. is simply amazing. And because we have this equipment now, uh, we have attracted seven different nationally, internationally renowned researchers that are incredibly interested in imaging research. Uh, and that is the first um outstanding win for next gen and there will be many many others as well and you know when those people come to columbia i mean it's not just somebody you're putting on the payroll these people are bringing hundreds of thousands sometimes millions of dollars of research dollars from the nih and other institutions uh to our community and that money turns over in our community uh, ab- absolutely uh, no doubt about it the grants the other thing that it does though and this is uh, maybe another phase beyond this is that outstanding Research, outstanding facilities, outstanding equipment attracts the best researchers. And then the best researchers attract the best clinicians. And the best clinicians attract more clinicians. Mm -hmm. And it builds off of each other. uh, And the economic engine improves that much more. Uh, And it's it's going to continue to be a major, major economic and clinical force for us in the future here in Columbia. And next-gen immu healthcare work hand-in-glove. So dumb this down for for me. Um, if I uh, have a health condition and I have access to a seven Tesla MRI, what is that type of uh, MRI going to pick up that maybe uh, a traditional MRI that uh, the latest generation MRI might not pick up? Well, it, it, you know, I, I'm just a, a, a business wonk here, uh, but even I can see the differences between a three Tesla MRI, which would be very common for every hospital in the United States, mm-hmm. versus a seven Tesla. You you can pick up things. You can pick up valvular disease. You can pick up uh, tears. You can pick up uh, masses that you wouldn't be able to see in a normal uh, 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 MRI machine. Mm-hmm. And a Tesla, once again, is not Elon Musk talking about right. his, his cars. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a measure of the power of mm-hmm. that MRI, uh, uh, magnet. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, there was, a uh, one of our colleagues, uh, uh sent a patient with knee pain, uh, uh, to get an MRI and it came back, um, couldn't really see much difference, but the guy, the, the patient said, "Man, I still have a lot of pain." He says, "Well, go over the seven Tesla and 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 and, and over at the next gen facility." He got that uh, imaging done on just common knee pain, and it found out that he had an ACL tear, and we couldn't wow. see that 
Yeah. The majority of the time we can see it in a normal uh, yeah. uh, uh, magnet. But in this instance, they couldn't see it, but it was picked up in the 7 Tesla. Interesting. Yeah. And has Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, embraced uh, the 7 Tesla MRI? <laughs> they, 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 have, they have embraced uh, uh, imaging in general. <laughs> Uh, it's about time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they've embraced the seven Tesla. Right. But they've embraced the imaging. All right. Well, progress at, at any any note. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the the financial condition of the hospital, and this is uh, probably something that uh, is a little uncomfortable to talk about. But uh, it, it has been noted over the years that um, uh, MU Healthcare has really been able to sustain uh, really strong financial performance which allows you to grow and do the things like build a children's hospital that needs to be done um talk about that because this we are in an era where many hospitals i don't want to say most hospitals but the truth is probably most hospitals are struggling financially to make things click and work and fire on all cylinders um talk about 2021 what kind of year i mean in the midst of a pandemic uh talk about 2021 and and how the numbers are looking and and uh why do you think uh mu health you have to give me the numbers but tell me why you think mu healthcare is doing so well well a a couple of things uh you're you're exactly right Uh, i serve on the missouri hospital association uh board of trustees and rural health care providers uh many many health care providers even in the urban setting are struggling financially mm-hmm. uh it is it's hard to get scale uh it's hard to uh spread your fixed costs over us if you're in a smaller uh hospital it's a challenge it's inc- and and it's even more of a challenge in the midst of the covid epidemic as we've as frontline employees if you look at wage inflation have grown by, by 10% in the last year alone uh, so our expenses continue to be a challenge. Uh, uh, the revenue pressures, none of the managed care companies uh, want to pay us more for the services. We, we typically always have to take a haircut uh, every time one of our contracts comes up. And that's, yeah. not, that's not, that's that's true for all, uh, all of us. It's true for mm-hmm. Boone. It's true for Capital Region Medical Center. Uh, so it's a challenge. Uh, Financially, uh, you're, you're right. We, these are these are good times at MU Healthcare. Uh, uh, at the end of December, which is halfway through our fiscal year, we were uh, slightly above uh, our our budget. I can tell you that the last couple of months have been more of a challenge as we've had to defer many uh, about approximately 250 surgical cases mm. because of the Omicron spike. Yeah. Uh, so financially, it, it, it's tough right now. That being said, uh, if, it, if any of our uh, my bosses are listening, we're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but but, but it, yeah. it's a but we, we I think that we have done a nice job of saying yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if you need to get care in general, the answer is going to be yes. And when would you like to be seen? And and once you get that reputation and you provide good care, a good service, just like you experienced with your with your wife when you all had COVID, uh, things typically people are repeat repeat yeah. customers. We are visiting with Jonathan Cartwright, the CEO of MU Healthcare. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about rural healthcare and what's happening in some of the surrounding communities and uh, throughout the state of Missouri. And uh, we'll also uh, talk a little bit about market share and how MU Healthcare is doing there. Uh, I'm Fred Perry. We're with Jonathan Cartwright. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle.
This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable. Uh, this is Fred Perry, your host. And we are visiting with Jonathan Kurtwright, the Chief Executive Officer of MU Healthcare. And um, we are talking about, uh, I want to kind of backtrack and, and go back on uh, some, some things that we've been talking about sort of in rural healthcare, but not so rural is uh, the capital of Missouri, Jefferson City. And it was, you know, in the news uh, that uh, you guys were very interested in finding a way to acquire St. Mary's Hospital. St. Mary's, and, and I think that should, it really speaks to sort of what's happening in the, in the hospital industry. Beautiful, state-of-the-art facility. Um, uh, probably overbuilt, probably not good timing, uh, but still a beautiful facility. And, you know, it used to be a decent place to get care. Maybe it still is, but, but you sort of see, um, the failure of a, what appears to be a failure of a healthy hospital. And you look at Fulton and Mexico that have been acquired by a company, uh, I can't remember the name of the company that just acquired them. Do you remember? Noble Health. Yeah, Noble Health. And, uh, and then, you know, Quorum Healthcare was going to come in and, and take over St. Mary's. And, and, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, uh, it, they're, they're just not good business plans. I mean, they're just not materializing and, and panning out the way that, that people want to. But when you look at, you know, you're actively involved with uh, Capital Region Medical Center. Um, when you look at the, if you if you look at mid-Missouri as one healthcare market, which it is, um, what do you take away from seeing what has happened at these all of these hospitals surrounding Columbia? Well, first off, it, it's a challenge. Uh, it is it is a challenge uh, to be an independent, small uh, hospital, in this case a business, if you will. Uh, uh, it, they don't have scale. Uh, they don't have a, a way to spread their fixed costs over more and more volume. Uh, and, and it's it's challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, even MU Healthcare, everybody acts like we're this this big healthcare system. In the state of Missouri, we're only the fifth largest hospital. At 1.4 billion. At 1.4 billion. Wow. Uh, uh, there are many, many others that are much larger than we are in the state of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if you compare us to other academic medical centers, we're only in the 30th percentile. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as far as Jeff City goes, uh, we have an outstanding long-term relationship with Capital Region Medical Center. Mm-hmm. They're a part of us we are cap region cap region is us i think that the the best healthcare systems in central missouri you have to have an outstanding presence in columbia and in jeff city they're the two most populated uh uh, uh geographic cities or locations in 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 the region uh and 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 you got it you have to have access local care close to home in in those two areas and it's you gotta and and, and that's why we've invested so much time energy uh in ensuring that we have a great great relationship and a great great presence in jeff city uh with cap region Relative to 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 St. Mary's, St. Mary's is an outstanding hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I went there uh, and visited. Um, I spent I spent the first twelve years of my life at the Mayo Clinic, and 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 Mayo is known for their wonderful uh, facilities, and mm-hmm. I would put that St. Mary's facilities. Uh, up uh, that St. Mary's Hospital up against anything in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's spectacular yeah, it's as far as billing goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, beautiful. And uh, but then you know it just but you know they're obviously struggling financially, and and there's not the uh, there just really isn't the revenue or uh, something has failed in that system uh, to keep that well, that hospital healthy. Yeah, it, well, it, it's a reminder that buildings don't make up uh, the magic mm-hmm. uh, of healthcare. Yeah. It's it's physicians, nurses, techs, uh, uh, t- the team in general uh, working together as one integrated entity, one one team to provide care uh, at the right time in the right location. The building matters. Don't be wrong. Uh, the equipment matters, but it's that team working in concert which makes the symphony uh, uh, make beautiful music in healthcare. Uh, yeah. It's not necessarily the facility. Yeah. Uh, when you look at hospitals in the state of Missouri um, and you you see the numbers that have closed. Over the last decade, um, you do, uh, it, it is a little bit of an eye opener. You look at, uh, you know, Sweet Springs, uh, closed, uh, the, the hospital in Boonville has closed. Uh, you, um, are getting ready to open up, I think a 16 or 17,000 square foot, uh, uh, primary care facility with urgent care, um, over there, um, Boonville, yeah. in Boonville. Um, is that kind of the recipe for success in those smaller markets? You know, it's a hard conversation to have with the mayor or the county commission yeah. that, hey, um, your hospital needs to close or your hospital is closing because typically hospitals in these small communities are the largest employers. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, you know, Mexico has a 350,000 square foot building that um, can't be supported by what's going in the Mexico right now in terms of health care. Uh, is that type of 16 or 17,000 square foot facility sort of the answer to rural health care? Well, uh, drive uh, off of Interstate 70 towards the Walmart and Boonville there, and you'll go right past the Pinnacle Hospital. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of sad to me, to be very frank. If you go past that sign at Pinnacle Hospital over the front of that sign in gigantic red letters, it says closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I was going over to our the groundbreaking for our new uh, uh, primary care mm-hmm. um, facility in Boonville, I saw that facility and I couldn't get up past the symbolism of it to say that the model of a of a traditional hospital being the mecca for healthcare uh, in a town like Boonville, and by the way, this is true for many many rural communities communities in the United States. It says closed. Uh, we have to rethink uh, the healthcare model in many of these rural rural settings. Uh, I am so proud of the work that we have done in Boonville. Uh, we are building a state-of-the-art primary care facility that's going to have therapy, imaging, family medicine. Uh, it's going to have an outstanding urgent care center. So, if you have a traumatic event, or if you need, or if you need uh, general medicine, general primary care services, general imaging, lab work, that sort of thing, you're going to be able to get that care right there, close to home. If you need to have a consult with a subspecialist, we'll be able to take care of that through telemedicine. Mm-hmm. If you need to get, go and have more complex procedures or surgical care taken care of, uh, as is happening many times right now, the patients or the, the people in, in Cooper County will be able to drive over to Columbia and get that care. 
but it is a beautiful model and it is a model that that we worked on very closely with the leadership in the political and the community leadership in Boonville to develop a model that made sense for Boonville. And I think that that's going to be a great model for many locations uh, here in central Missouri. Uh, we have that model in Fulton. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be growing it even more in Ashland, uh, in in Audrain Medical Center or in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, we ha- obviously have a, a big presence in Jeff City, but they have a model similar to this in Eldon uh, and in Fayette. And so many, many of these smaller rural communities, we're, we're trying to make it so that patients don't have to come to Columbia, yeah. except if they need it really, really advanced inpatient surgical procedures. Mm-hmm. But if you're having a heart attack or a stroke, you can go to the center and be triaged, you know, and then transported, right? Yeah. Well, I'd like to think if somebody has massive uh, heart pain, yeah. hopefully, hopefully they'll come directly to the uh, yeah. to, to the yeah. main hospital. But maybe but, they don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, so it's <laughs> but, kind of a, but yeah. uh, uh, exactly, the majority of the time they're going to be able to get the majority or the majority of their care right there in an outpatient setting mm-hmm. in, in Boonville. Yeah, good. And you feel like the business model is there to support that kind of venture. The 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 business is there. Yeah, as far as the economics of this go, it's actually a, uh, the capital uh, to put one up, one of these facilities, it's very doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, even here in Columbia, the Battle Clinic by Battle High School is yeah. the exact same model as mm-hmm. what we put in Boonville. Oh. So here in Columbia, even, we want to have these these smaller primary care, urgent care center, imaging therapy locations uh, uh, in every quadrant of the city. Uh, and it's a model that, that we have employed in Columbia as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we run out of time here, I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, sort of uh, the future. I mean, as you sort of look at what is coming down the pike and, and uh, the way that, that health care is going to be delivered to consumers, to people, what what do you see as uh, some of the, the highlights of things that we ought to be paying attention to? Well, a, a couple of things. More and more and more, um, we need to be able to push healthcare uh, to the community where people live. Mm-hmm. And that, that community could be uh, using the internet. It could be using telemedicine. Uh, it, should, it could be uh, my daughter who goes out of college out of state. She, that she could be able to get a consult for a dermatology issue that she may have uh, on her phone uh, in, in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And so more and more and more, how do we take care that is based in the physician's head in an advanced uh, academic medical center. How do we push that out into the community? Uh, The Boonville example is an example. Our telemedicine example that I just gave you is an example. Portals through the Internet is an Mm -hmm. example. But more and more and more, we we need to get away from a traditional hospital-based model, and we need to make it so that patients get the care they need when they need it in the right location at the right cost. Yeah, yeah. We we mentioned earlier that, and I think it ties into this, but, you know, financially the hospital's doing very well, but you're also making very large contributions to the School of Medicine, the School of Health-related professions. You're underwriting those programs. Um, how are we doing there in terms of attracting and educating and and uh, putting uh, trained professionals out into the, into the healthcare industry? I'm so proud uh, of the of the clinical and economic engine uh, of MU Healthcare that's able to make massive investments 
to grow our school of medicine, both from an education perspective, our school of health professions, our Sinclair School of Nursing. Mm. Uh, uh, and why is that? Because the, the Sinclair School of Nursing, the School of Medicine, they're the largest provider of physicians and nurses here in the state of Missouri that tend to stay in the state of Missouri. Mm. And, and, and when we make investments in family medicine, in surgery, in our nursing staff, we can make a pretty good educated guess that the many of those folks are going to stay right here in, in Missouri and practice. And furthermore, many of our primary care physicians are going to stay in the state of Missouri in a rural setting. Uh, and and, uh, and the only that, that only happens through major, major investments. Yeah. Well, uh, Jonathan Kurtwright, we appreciate you taking time out to come in and visit with us and give us an update. Uh, congratulations on your success. Uh, sounds like things are going well and and uh, continue to, to move in that direction. But uh, uh, we hope that COVID is over so that uh, you can start focusing on uh, uh, everything else you're supposed to be doing. You well, know? yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for having me, Fred. This is uh, it's always fun to come and uh, talk. Uh, I'm so proud of the work uh, uh, of MU Healthcare and the University of Missouri. Uh, I, I do think that we uh, have made a massive investment in our community. Uh, Columbia, it, 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 of whom much is given, much is expected, and I do think that we are uh, giving back in, in a major way to mm-hmm. ensure the health of Missourians yeah. right here. No question. That's Jonathan Kurtwright, uh, CEO of uh, MU Healthcare. I'm Fred Perry. We'll be back next weekend with another edition of the CEO Roundtable. You've been listening to Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it.